0: You're listening to The Doctor's Companion, brought to you by InStockTrades.com and DCDService.com. Welcome to another episode of The Doctor's Companion. I'm Scott Corelli.
1: And I'm Peter Capaldi.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm Matt Smith,
1: but not that Matt
0: Smith. <laughs> we're from MindRubber.net, the home site of Mindrover Productions, where we talk about all the things on podcasts. Like this one, uh, The Doctor's Companion, where we talk about Doctor Who. The Mind Robbers Versus, where we pick a show we love and we talk about it episodically. Uh, currently, we're covering uh, Batman Beyond. And uh, that's also where you'll be able to find our review of Kick-Ass 2 this week and The World's End next week. Um, And then there's our flagship podcast, uh, The Mind Robbers, where we basically talk about everything else. If you like our shows, review them on iTunes or whatever uh, podcatcher service that you may be using. Um, If you have uh, questions, comments, concerns, email those to us at podcast at mindrobber.net. If you want to start a discussion, find the post of this episode on the website, leave a comment – uh, and, uh, most importantly, uh, tell your friends, tell your friends about the show. Um, so today we're talking about time and the Ronnie, uh, which is, uh, the seventh doctor's first story. Um, and, uh, well, uh, there's a lot going on here. Um, and I know that there's a lot in the background of significance of this. Uh, it's, it's a very significant story, um, for the background uh, so, Matt, what, 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 why don't you tell all the nice folks at home?
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, Time of the Ronnie, the first uh, seventh Doctor story. Um, the very, very first one uh, to kick off the 24th season of Doctor Who after the BBC was just like, eh, let's fire Colin Baker. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, It's the introduction of The Seventh Doctor, it is the return Of the Ronnie, she had previously Appeared in season 22 Up against uh, Colin Baker And to make up for the fact that they were bringing Back the Ronnie, uh, John and Nathan Turner brought in Pippin and Jane Baker Who had created the character Previously, Um, and he also brought Them in because uh, Well, okay, so here's what Happened, at the end of Trial of a Time Lord John Nathan Turner was over Doctor Who. He was over it. He didn't want to do it anymore. He was just like, I should go produce other things, because I'm a great producer. And, um... Uh... So, he... The BBC says, hey, fire Colin Baker and then you'll be done. And so he goes, he fires Colin Baker and then goes on a month-long holiday. And when he comes back from his month-long holiday, he's like, he walks into the BBC and he goes, okay, so, what am I doing next? And the BBC guys go, you're doing Doctor Who. And he goes no, I was done doing Doctor Who, what am I doing next? And they're like no, you're done with Doctor Who, you're you're doing Doctor Who, and he goes, okay, well I'm not doing Doctor Who um, you're putting me on something else, and he's like and they're like, okay, well we're cancelling the show and he's like, what? and they're like, yeah, if you're not doing it, we're cancelling the show, because we don't want to put a different producer on it, and he's just like but I love Doctor Who, and they're like, yeah, so you should do it, right? and he goes "Ah." <sighs> So they start rolling in like 3-4 months He doesn't have a doctor He doesn't have a script editor He doesn't have any scripts ready to go Um So he just starts like Throwing stuff together, he's like Pip and Jane Baker. They did really good work on episode fourteen of *Trial of the Time Lord*, and I've been really impressed with their work before. So let's just throw them onto tr- onto *Time and the Ronnie*. And then who's this other guy I can find? Who can I find? Oh, this one says uh, Sylvester McCoy. This guy, Sylvester McCoy. Let's do. Let's throw in Sylvester McCoy. And who's who's a really good script editor? Uh, I don't know. Th- just someone young. Someone young. So he throws. So he finds a guy named Andrew Cartmel. And ev- all three of these parties are just like. Whoa what and nathan turner's just like no we're going let's roll let's do this and (laughs) and then you kind of uh and then so this season's kind of slapped together like like sylvester mccoy was announced as the doctor like two months before the camera started rolling because that was the earliest they could announce it because that's how long he had ahead of time to develop his character so he's he goes on set and he's up again and he's up with andrew morgan who had never directed Doctor Who before and was just like, well, he's going to help me figure out this character. And Andrew Morgan is just so stressed trying to get the show made that Sylvester Coy is like, well, I'll, uh, I'll figure it out. And that kind of goes through the thing. I mean, the only thing that stays con- constant besides um, uh, 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 John Nathan-Turner is Mel Bush. Um, who stays on because they managed to get her under contract. Um, so she comes back, but other than that, like, you just have this story that is widely reviled. People don't like this story, and it's the show and it's the episode that people just didn't watch because it was up against Coronation Street at the time, which was the biggest show in England. Um, because the BBC was just like, well, something for the kids and something for the adults. And the thing is, uh, kids don't get to watch TV if adults are watching TV, so no one watched this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it it's really slapped together it's like it's very 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 slapped together and very rushed into production I don't think Cartmel barely rewrote this at all so this is just like pure Pip and Jane Baker um, also oh no
0: that's not true oh is it not? I no mean, not he rewrote stuff. the crap out of this <laughs> um, and to, much to their chagrin because they said in the behind the scenes thing that uh, Mark of the Ronnie is more their vision of what Doctor Who should be and that this is... This is a story that they had no interest... This version of the story is a version they had no interest in writing.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's something that uh, we both can agree on. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it's interesting because this does feel a lot more standard Doctor Who than Mark of the Ronnie does. Um, this one has, like, structural things that make it feel more more uh, consistent than Mark of the Ronnie. And I know you mm-hmm. haven't seen Mark of the Ronnie. Um but that's basically it. The other thing that's important to note is uh, for the for the thing they're like, okay, so we have the seventh doctor. So John Nathan Turner uh, goes back to Colin Baker and is like, okay, can you come in and film the regeneration scene? And Colin Baker's like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it because because uh, it was gonna because it was gonna be like them writing out his doctor, and he was just like, I'm not doing that. You hurt me by giving me two bad seasons and firing me and blaming me for a show that wasn't my fault. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, the opening, the opening regeneration sequence is just uh, Sylvester McCoy in a wig. So, uh, yeah, which I
0: think Colin Baker has said multiple times now that he regrets doing that.
1: Sure. Well, I mean, yeah. like he he would. I mean, it's the thing where it's like it. His doctor doesn't get a proper regeneration scene, and the scene suffers as a result, and it doesn't send off his doctor properly because no matter what he does, that's always going to be the canon for his ending. Is what happened there, um, mm-hmm. or what? Which we didn't really see. Um, and I remember, I remember watching this. The opening scene of this. God, really? A long time ago, before I started even watching the classic series, and I watched, I watched the rainbow TARDIS flying on a rainbow, and just being like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was just like, who thought, who thought this was a good idea?
0: Um, oh. So yeah, was, I don't uh, think anybody kind of did, honestly. <laughs>
1: Oh, no, no one did. No. Uh, my favorite thing, though, is in the behind-the-scenes where John Nathan-Turner is like, you know, I'm, not, I'm not so unimpressed with this story. And it's just, like, you have weird standards. No, like, I think
0: I, he's looking at it from a guy who produced it in two months. <laughs> That's what I think. Like, that produced heck? it from nothing to something in two months. That's what I think. Um, <laughs> uh, I, think he, I think he, as a producer, knows, like it probably wasn't going to get better than this based on, based on budget constraints and time constraints. Like he was probably just like, I'm surprised that, you know, we weren't working out of a cardboard box, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so, <laughs> yes. I don't know. So that's, that's
0: time in the Ronnie. We'll talk mm. about it. We'll yeah. But before you. we yes. do, Uh, I want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by DCBService.com, which is the website that lets you pre-order all your monthly comic book statues, action figures, basically anything you can get from a local comic book shop um, that you may or may not have. uh, You can just get from DCBService.com for cheaper, and they ship it right to your house. You place your orders three months in advance with monthly discount specials up to 75% off and regular discounts of 40% off, Uh, and then you can just... Get it shipped as often as you like, with orders as large as small as you like. You only pay six ninety five and flat rate shipping, so thanks to dcbservice.com. Okay, so uh time 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 in the Ronnie. Um uh we we're, we're we've we've returned um uh I I mean we've been here many times before. We're going to be here many times after this. Uh really Planet Rock Quarry just will not go away. Um, it's just, I mean, I guess the, I think the doctor likes it more than earth. Honestly, planet rock quarry. Um, it's just his favorite place to be. Um, and this time, wow, (laughs) like they did not even try to make this look like an alien planet. Um, it's, it's just a giant hole. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's a rock quarry. Um, (laughs) my god uh yeah so i i uh, that i just this was like that i think that's honestly in a, in a story of a lot of bad ideas and bad choices and 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 bad story and uh everything just bad across the board i think the rock quarry is probably the worst part of it um mm-hmm Honestly, it's a travesty. <laughs> like, it's just... Oh, man. Wow. Um, it doesn't look good. It doesn't it, look good. It doesn't look good at all. Um, <laughs> at all. They just, they just don't even bother trying to hide the fact that it's a rock quarry. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't look like an alien planet uh, guy. It, it just looks like a rock quarry. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, so... Uh, Okay. So I have a lot of thoughts on this. Um, I have a lot of thoughts. Uh, most of it has to do with the first episode. Cause there's a lot in the first episode, um, mm-hmm. to talk about, but I will say like, I, I do like, uh, McCoy in, in this episode. Um, I think he is really good in this. Mm-hmm. Um, despite, I mean, he is a little overly humorous, but from what, what he said and, and, and what other people have said that, worked on on the show at this time that wasn't his fault um he was being prodded to be a, a big clown mm-hmm. um so this is definitely uh him at his most clownish i would say um at least that i've seen um i don't i, I mean he's just really goofy in this um he plays it's, the, it's spoons. the most he
1: ever is it's the most he ever is okay he plays the yeah.
0: spoons um which are uh, insanely that's ugh ugh hate it. Um stupid. Um and I I uh, the Ronnie pretending to be Mel is terrible. Um so it's really camp. It's oh, just camp. Beyond it's belief. it's huge. D- despite the fact that that uh that the actress playing the Ronnie uh, really does do a great Mel impression. She does. She <laughs> I does. mean honestly. Uh got to give her that. Um the, uh, the aliens in this story remind me of the Zoobily Zoo characters. Did you ever watch Zoobily Zoo? No. Oh, yeah. Look up Zoobily Zoo. Uh, it looks like those. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they remind me of Zoobily Zoo, which is like a PBS show in the early 90s. Um, uh, and the one alien – what are the aliens called in this? The Lakertians. The Lakertians. The female Lakertian at the beginning of this, just – that is like – I got to be honest, that's one of the worst deaths on Doctor Who ever. <laughs> like, just the harshest death. Where it's just, yeah. like, like she's literally walking through the, the, the rock quarry and hits a string, gets sucked up into this sphere that spins her around, bumps her off of, like, three, like, massive uh, uh, cliffs, and then explodes. Yeah. And then leaving behind her skeleton on the ground. Um, it's yes. rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really horrific.
1: Um, <laughs> Oh my very, God. <laughs> it's unbelievable. The, those, those, those energy bubble things are really, 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 really scary. Yeah. Um, which is
0: effective. why I would say that the cliffhanger to episode one is the best cliffhanger of, Oh sure. Of sure. the, of the story. It's actually a really solid cliffhanger mm-hmm. though. But of course the problem is that it's like instant death for everyone except Mel for some reason. Um, yeah. With no explanation as to how that worked, she just got really lucky. Like, yeah, she just
1: she just rolled triple sevens on a slot machine. Yeah, that's what happened.
0: Yeah, really good storytelling. Um, yeah, <laughs> really, really good. Well, storytelling.
1: I mean, like, it's just it, it's
0: a hallmark. It's a very well told story. It's a very <laughs>
1: very well told story. I will give
0: them this though. I will give them this, and I don't know if this is this is Pip and Jane or if this is uh, the script editor. But the transitions, like the scene transitions are excellent in the story throughout.
1: I think that's an, I think that's a Cartwell thing. It's um. awesome.
0: <laughs> like it's <laughs> really good. Like yeah. I was, I was, uh, I was impressed every time we got a scene transition. I was like, that was really elegantly done <laughs> Every in, in, in a story full of unsubtle things. Like those transitions were great. Mm-hmm. Um, the scene transitions are really, really excellent. Um, I don't, the the Ronnie's plan is, uh, weird. And also, uh, I don't know much about the Ronnie really, but from what I can tell, um, and I mean, and I know that you don't know much more than I do because you only saw one other story because there's only one other story. (laughs) that one explains it more. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, well, I don't really understand her, but I find it odd that she would, throughout the story continuously talk about how the doctor is superior to her in some way like he knows more about a thing than she does and and she needs a time lord for this this thing and she gets him rather than just use herself um it doesn't mm, it seems out of character to me with the little bit that i know of her it's why she's a bogus crap
1: character. Like, okay, that's my problem with the Ronnie. Is like, you know, you look at what Pip and Jane say about the Ronnie, where they go, they say things like, "Oh, she's a scientist and she's interested in nothing but her science and she doesn't care about ruling the world. She doesn't care about all this," um, uh, and she's brilliant. Like the the thing that the Master and the Doctor say about her in Mark of the Ronnie is that like she's smarter than all of us, and like. Every time that she shows up, she is consistently deferring to the men around her. Mm. (laughs) Like in this, where, where, you know, the doctor's like, she's smarter than me. Like, he says that in the story. And yet the entire story, she's just like, well, I don't know what to do. And it's like, you built the damn thing. Like you built this, and you're deferring to the doctor. Yeah. Why? Like, why? Not only that, like a a brain-addled doctor who doesn't know what the hell's going on half the time. Like that's that's the problem with the Ronnie, and that's why the Ronnie is a terrible character because there's what Pip and Jane want the Ronnie to do. Um, they, what they what they're like. Oh, this is who the Ronnie is. And they tell us who the Ronnie is. And then there's the Ronnie that they show us. And the Ronnie that they show us is just a horrendous character. It is a train wreck of a person. It is not an actual thing that anyone that is believable in any sort of way. Um and that's why that's why the Ronnie fails in every incarnation. Because that's who she is. Like and that's why I liked her in the Ripple effect, which we talked about two weeks ago. Because like,
0: you that's know, she wasn't like dif- hmm? not the Ripple effect. That's what we're talking what
1: about hopes? today. Oh, uh something borrowed. Sorry. Yeah, so many ebooks. Go. Um <laughs> and something bad cuz she wasn't like deferring to that. She was just like doing something and she was very competent. Here the Ronnie is really incompetent. Like the Ronnie is really 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 incompetent she can't even devise a serum that will make the doctor into something that he isn't like it's just it's just dumb like it's just a he, she's a dumb character she's a character who will never work because she or I mean she can work but she can't work as written by these guys because Pip and Jane are bad storytellers they are bad writers they don't know how to write the character that they want to write because they are incapable of writing that character like mm-hmm. that was the note that i had it's like if she's so smart why does she need him like she does she is Mm -hmm. helpless without him and it's like well how did you get this far like it's Mm -hmm. on it's it's impossibly unbelievable the stuff with the i need a time lord brain at least that's understandable the doctor's traveling around so of course she pulls the doctor but like her machine is broken and she needs the doctor to fix it really really like really Mm -hmm. Like you have the minds of Einstein there. Like just tell put Ein- tell Einstein everything you know, and Einstein will fix it for you. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: <laughs> stupid. Also, how does the amnesia thing even work in a post re- in post regeneration mode? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it would just keep correcting itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have I don't no know. idea. I have no I just, idea. Just seems. Uh, I just doesn't. Uh, dumb. Well,
1: the amnesia. Dumb. The amnesia thing is dumb as is, but it's just like <laughs> amnesia plots are dumb as is, but it's just like. It's yeah, a, well,
0: it's induced amnesia. That's that's the problem. And it's like, doesn't she know better? Doesn't she know how Time Lord biology works? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, right after regeneration, like, you know, he's still, like, being healed and stuff. So mm-hmm. forcing amnesia on his body is not going to work. <laughs> it's like, it's just not. It's going to correct itself. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Dumb. Yeah. Um, also I mean, dumb. Uh, the Doctor Fashion Show. Dumb. <laughs> Talk
1: about fan service.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's fan service in, like, the most obnoxious way because, I mean, you literally have the Doctor. He's, he's, like, trying to find his new outfit. And it starts off fine because it starts off like he's in the Napoleon shirt and then he puts on the graduation hat, um, which I loved because it reminded me of um, – uh of uh uh the episode where he was human um Ah. the paul cornell story um human nature human nature thank you uh reminded me of human nature especially considering that that was his story originally um uh so i so i liked the graduation cap um and and you know it started off relatively normal and then he just starts putting on all of his old, all of the, like every incarnation that he's had before. He starts putting on all their clothes except for the first and second Doctor. Uh, well, he puts on the fur coat at the end, um, which is a second Doctor thing, but never does anything first Doctor um, because apparently well,
1: no, he's the worst Doctor, duh.
0: Right? Yeah, nobody cares <laughs> about Hartnell, right? Um, so, so he just like where he puts on every outfit, and he's just like, "What do you think? What do you think? What do you think?" And it's like, dude, you already wore all of those, like. Why mm-hmm. are you trying – like, you really want to wear them again? And, I mean, I guess it could be a thing where they were trying to do may- – maybe it's a joke that we're not getting because we weren't around at the time because apparently at the time there were rumors that they were going to bring back one of the old Doctors. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's a joke about that um, mm-hmm. that we just don't get now looking back because it's a timely joke. Um, mm mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just I I hated it because it just I it so out of character. Like it just didn't make any sense. Like why why is he putting on all of his old outfits?
1: yeah I read it I read it as fan service and if only because I forget what episode it is but it's one of the it's one of the ace stories but there's a point at which ace ducks out of um of a of a room in the TARDIS, and she's wearing the fourth doctor's scarf like the the multicolor one that he started out with mm-hmm. um, not the burgundy one and it's just like and they do that just because John not Andrew, not the
0: which, one not the one that he not the one that Peter Davison tore apart but that Sylvester McCoy was miraculously wearing in that scene.
1: Right, exactly
0: that one. Yeah, that one. <laughs> that one. The yeah. one that was torn apart during the reign of the current producer on the sh- like. <laughs> Come on, man! Like the same guy you... who
1: said the memory cheats. How cynical. you're the
0: one that did this? You did it, and now you are like pretending it didn't happen. <laughs> yes, um, oh, God.
1: Yeah, it's bad. I mean, it, but I th- I'd read that as fan service, just because. Nathan Turner is such a uh, uh, fan servicing dude that he just would do something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. It just seems like the sort of thing that he'd do. Uh, And it's a I mean, it's a bummer because it's like it's so unnecessary. I mean, compare that. There's a there's a scene that is exactly the same thing in Robot, um, where the doctor walks out wearing a bunch of different outfits. Mm -hmm. um, And it's much better. uh,
0: Oh, it's way better. It's so much better, um, yeah. Because it's cause, all it's all actual. It's it's all him really trying. It's all serious yeah. attempts at it um, yeah. for him. Whereas mm-hmm. this is not that. This is him mm-hmm. winking at the audience,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is unnecessary. Yeah. Um, and it's and it's and it's dumb.
1: I mean, like mm-hmm. on the bright side, like I I like that Nathan Turner's fan wankery has kind of disappeared. Other than that, like I don't remember there being a lot of uh, fan service outside of that. Um, which is, which is nice compared to like, you know, attack of the Cybermen, which is just like a massive fan send up. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, I mean, I like that he's kind of stepping away from that and does over the course of the seventh doctor and puts them as Easter eggs rather than focal plot points. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's still kind of broken. I mean, the, the one thing I, the one scene that in in this, that I legitimately do like, and it's one of those things where I strain to like it, but like it nonetheless is the, uh, uh, the scene where mel meets the seventh doctor
0: i think is a really nice scene um Um, it is except that uh really like like the the pulse test like that's that's how you decide that you're each other really the pulse test (laughs) that's that's enough for you guys like (laughs) i don't know yeah no Uh. it's
1: it's i it's not perfect (laughs) but it's But it's, I mean, it's at least, it's at least interesting to see these two people kind of learn to, to like each other. But as for the rest of it, like, it's just a, it's just a very generic story, like just very generic and not terribly interesting. And just Mm -hmm. uh, all sorts of convoluted, like the Mm -hmm. one, like the Ronnie's plan. Like I just watched it and I can't really tell you what she did. Like she's trying to get all these great minds together, which is just like super kids television. Um. Mm -hmm. Which is just the pandering that you expect Pip and Jane to do. Because mm-hmm. uh, the
0: ending of this is basically the ending of Bill and Ted. <laughs> we have to pile in all these historical figures into a phone booth and then take them all home. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, I mean,
1: there's. Oh, go
0: on. Go on. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was gonna change the subject. Go ahead.
1: Oh, because um, like I just I look at it and it's like there's a brain and there's dark matter and Ro- the Ronnie's doing an experiment and and the licorians. There's no real reason she wants the
0: licorians. She's just like, eh. I set up camp well, here and these. That's the problem with her as a character as uh, presented by um, uh, by by Pip and Jane. Is that mm-hmm. they give her no goal. Yeah. They say, oh, she doesn't want to destroy the world or anything. She's just, you know, doing experiments. Well, why is she doing experiments? I don't know. <laughs> she's smart. It's like, no. Like, no. What The the way you do the Ronnie and make her work is you say she's a scientist who wants to learn the knowledge of everything so that if she knows everything, if she's the most knowledgeable person in the universe, then she can rule the universe. Yeah. Boom. You just have to give her a goal. That's it. <laughs> Like, you can't say that she's a bad guy and just be like, well, she's a bad guy because she's a cold, heartless scientist. (laughs) It's like, okay, well, now you have a broken character. Yeah, um, um,
1: here's here's a great thing for drama, just as a thing, conflict. Yeah, conflict. that's a, that's a really great thing. I mean, the Ronnie. I just looked it up because I was it now because it was bothering me, and now I remember the Ronnie wants to turn the planet into a time manipulator that she can use to travel around the universe and alter the randomness of evolution, which includes. Turning dinosaurs into librarians, um, and by librarians I just mean like philosophers and thinkers. And she's just like the dinosaurs were such wasted species. It's like guys, Ronnie, they had brains the size of walnuts, walnuts. <laughs> and you have a giant brain in a room, and you have really smart people in in coffins. Why? <laughs> what are you? What are you talking about? You're an <laughs> idiot. Like you're just. She's just an idiot of a character and she's just Mm -hmm. a bad character well Uh,
0: and the problem the problem is that uh, she's an idiot because the writers are idiots Um, oh yeah and and the writers just they only know pseudoscience and so they're just throwing out pseudoscience only it's all easily disproven pseudoscience Um, it's not it's not any theoretical anything it's just like no that is just factually untrue you guys Um, (laughs) (laughs) so it makes her sound like an idiot because they wrote her that way um, yeah, but I'm I am interested in the the uh, science above everything, science and knowledge above everything. Time Lord, like I'm way into that idea. Mm-hmm. It's just that them writing that character is not a good mix at all. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely, absolutely not. And like that's, I mean, like it's just like it's just
1: it's 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 a, it's a writer problem. And that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the that's the problem at the end of the day. I mean, like, what was it? I think that Pip and Jane at one point had said something to the effect of, we want to do something that's new for Doctor Who fans. I think they said this when they were talking about Terra the Vervoids. They're like, we wanted to do something that was new for Doctor Who fans, but we made it a generic run- runaround because that's what Doctor Who fans want, isn't it? And it's just like, whoa. Like, whoa. Like, you guys, like, you talked about how you don't want to pander to Doctor Who fans, but you're pandering to Doctor Who fans. Like,
0: mm-hmm. oh you're my god. Not only, not only pandering, but also talking down to them at the same time.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's so it's so it's so bad. Um, mm-hmm. And 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 it. I mean, it hurts that they're not fans of the show. Um, like they they're like they're like I guess this is a thing that happened in Doctor Who, and you're just like, hang on, let me stop you right there. What? Like they're not even like super familiar with the show, in a way that is actually detrimental to the way that they're able to write it. Like,
0: uh-huh. eh, eh, eh. I would love to see what Doctor Who would be like if they didn't commission episodes. If they they actually like had a writer's room, Mm -hmm. I would be fascinated to know what that show would look like because it's literally never been done Mm -hmm. in the history of this show. That has never happened. I would be fascinated.
1: I imagine it would look a lot like supernatural, like, like early seasons of supernatural, just in in that way where it's like kind of overarching, but like there's plenty of room for people to get really creative and stuff. Yeah. Um, And I mean, that's, I mean, that would be, that would be really good. Um, And it would uh, would help characters like Mel, uh, for example, where like, I am a defender of Mel. I love Mel. She's a great character. She's a lot of fun. She's interesting. She's fresh. But, oh my God, all she does in this story is scream. Like, yeah, that's. Oh she does and you're just like why <laughs> mm-hmm. like like why like it's such a it's such a waste of a thing like it's such a waste of a character it's a waste of opportunity and it's just and it's just like you can just feel the thing where people just don't want to like her like people mm-hmm. people hate her people are like she is the thing that really ruined the show and it's like no that's not true no but
0: people just want to point a finger at a thing and 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 uh, their gut is always with the thing that's in front of them Mm-hmm. Um because most people don 't understand how television is made mm-hmm. um or have no interest in how television is made, so they just blame the actors oh like that's 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 the one thing like that's the thing about and and this is this is i mean vaguely doctor who related so um I'm sorry, but soapbox moment that 's the thing that a lot of people like you hear a lot of creatives get really mad or 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 not mad, but they just sort of like they're just like, oh, you know, people don't even know that I exist. It's the actors that get all the credit. Most people, and you hear this all the time from writers, most people just think that the, the actors just make it all up as they go and that there is no writer. Um, you hear that all the time, just that self-deprecating thing. And so they get all the credit. But here's the, here's the thing. They also get the credit when the writing is bad most of the time. Um, most of the time mm-hmm. people say, "Oh wow, the acting in that was terrible. It's like, no, the script was bad and they had no other way to act it. Mm-hmm. You know And it's like it's like they, they tend to take the bullet for 90% of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, internet notwithstanding because the internet doesn't the internet is such a actual like small amount of people. Um, and, and, and that includes like you know like quote unquote fandom as we're talking about now in, in, with Doctor. Who. Um, it's a very like small percentage of people. Most people just consume things um, Mm -hmm. and they're just people. Uh, Mm -hmm. And when they just consume things and they see this thing is bad, they always blame what's right in front of them, which is the actors always, whether Mm -hmm. it's good or bad, the actors get the credit.
1: Yeah. And like, we've seen Mel work like Mel worked in the mysterious planet. Like she worked in the mysterious planet. She worked in Delta and the Bannerman. for God's sake. Mm -hmm. Like she works, she works in things and she's worked in big finish. It's just Mm -hmm. like, Uh, The people who are watching Doctor Who just don't get that the the production's in turmoil, and John Nathan-Turner doesn't know what a good story is, so before Mm -hmm. he can even get a script editor on board, he just commissions people that he knows can get the writing done, because despite the fact that they are not good writers, they know how Mm -hmm. to get it done.
0: Um, And they they hated each other, too. Pip and Jane? No, Pip and Jane and the script editor.
1: Oh, well, sure. I mean, one's really talented and the other is a married husband and wife. So, yeah, no, you know, they it's... hated
0: him because he was just this young punk that was telling them how to write their story. Um, <laughs> and they, they hated him. They don't talk about that in the behind the scenes thing, how much they didn't like him. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then they never work for the show again. Right.
1: Yeah. Which is great. I mean, yeah. good,
0: for, good riddance. Yeah, Oh, totally.
1: Yeah, because after after this, I think they jump in with Stephen Wyatt and Malcolm Cole and Ben Aranovich and they just start churning out actual good Doctor Who, (laughs) (laughs) like actual good Doctor Who, Um, which is which is great. I mean, like, it's crazy to think that uh, three stories after this one, you get Remembrance of the Daleks, like three stories. Wow. That is an insane leap in quality that's wow Im- wow so she
0: really what mel really wasn't a companion for very long at all no she
1: was in for a tear of the verboids the ultimate foe and this four s- epi- four story season wow yeah no she's she was she was gone because she hated yes. being she hated being ragged on and she was constantly being ragged on and she's like i'm not doing this yeah so i don't left. blame her
0: i really no, don't blame i would her.
1: i would have left it's not <clears throat> worth it it's no not worth it. totally
0: all right, yeah. well, um, to talk about uh, changing the subject entirely um, because we were going toward a wrap-up and I want to make sure I get this comment in. Um, I, uh, okay, so speaking of Mel, um, I love that part where, she, where they recreate that scene from Empire um, <laughs> with Mel, that made me laugh. And also those creatures, the, uh, the, the French kissing paralysis aliens, the, the bats? Um, yeah, the right. Uh, well, see, I don't know. Like, that's the thing. It's like, I I got to say, like, I don't think I've seen a more alien-looking alien on Classic <laughs> Like, because those things were weird looking. Like, I was just oh, looking yeah. at them and I'm like, I don't know what you are. Like, they have eyes around their head and they're hairy and big. And their faces are just like, they're, they're just hard to look at because I don't even know what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fat, like they're really well designed. In that, like they just they look like they're not a thing that exists. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I I really like their design, as ridiculous Definitely. as they are. Um, Definitely, yeah. Because like sometimes, like because I mean, you just compare them to the to, to the Zubilee zoo people, and it's like, yeah, no, those are just humans with scales, um,
1: humans with scales painted yellow and not even wearing good clothes,
0: right? Which, and it's I mean. And and I mean, granted, like it's very consistent, um, and, and whatever. And it's not, it's definitely, it's certainly not the worst designed, uh, alien, um, on, on classic who no at all. Um, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, I'm kind of sick of aliens just looking like humans with some other characteristic. Mm Um, I'm, I'm just really sick of that. Like, that's a uh, that's that's a big problem with Star Trek, and that's a big problem with um with with Doctor Who in general. Um, and it's just it's kind of a bummer. Uh, sure. it's why it's why like I've always liked um Star Wars creatures. I've always preferred Star Wars creatures in general to most other things because like they weren't afraid to just be like, no, yeah, there's just this weird thing. Look at it. <laughs> like at it that. was playing a it, it, weird flute. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. And it's yeah. just like, it's like, I, I wish there was more of that. And I think that's one of the things that I really like about the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies is that he brought in a lot of that. um mm-hmm. Just the weird looking aliens. And I mean, yeah, we're, we're definitely in a place where we're a lot better in New Who. Um, but it's, I always like it in Classic Who when I see one of those just weird aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me happy. Absolutely. Um, so, so there's that. Um yeah. and I will say this as as bad as this is as frustrating as it is I was never unentertained. Mm-hmm. So No, I think
1: I think this story gets a bad rap, honestly. Like I really do. I mean, I don't think it's I don't think it's good. Yeah, I don't I wouldn't call it a good story. And yeah. I would say that it's definitely the least good of the of the McCoy era by a country mile, but that's mm-hmm. by a country mile. And the McCoy era is honestly really good. There's not a story in here that in the McCoy Time that I don't like, um, mm-hmm. and that includes Silver Nemesis. I think Silver Nemesis is just wacky and just dumb. Um, mm-hmm.
0: I would much like, rather be watching this than Vengeance and Veros any day. So I'll, I'll,
1: I'll pick. I'll pick this over every Colin Baker story except for trial to doctors and revelation'll I'll, I'll take this over those mm-hmm. like all, all of them oh yeah because this is not this is this there's stuff in this that is offensive just like the the lack of the lack of production value um the the, the planet the, rock the- quarry. The Planet Rock core, the cheapness, the the fact that the Ronnie is a terrible villain, but like it's not like it's not the thing where it's like it it makes me have a visceral reaction like Attack of the Cybermen, where you're just looking at it, you're just like, why? Yeah. like nothing like that. I mean, like there's the thing where people are like, well, which is worse? This or the Twin Dilemma? And it's like, oh god, the Twin Dilemma, because the oh twin yeah, d- like like at the Twin Dilemma has there's an argument to be made where the Twin Dilemma they had it they had two choices and they picked the wrong choice for. Every single aspect of that story, Uh and like there is not like there is one good decision that they made, and we'll cover it when we cover the twin dilemma. There is one good decision that they made, but by that point, the whole story just doesn't matter because everyone had turned it off by then. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is this is hardly offensive like that story is. And I mean, you know, the McCoy era it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty strong minus this story. It's pretty great. Out of twelve, that's not bad.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, And I can't wait to get back to him, honestly. Um, Which will be cause... sooner rather than later. Yeah, yeah. Um. Cool. All right, well, uh, before we move on to the 7th Doctor e-book, uh, this is a reminder that today's episode is brought to you by InStockTrades.com, where you can purchase any paperback, hardcover, omnibus, or absolute edition graphic novel comic book collection at thirty-five to forty-five percent off, plus uh, new release specials of fifty percent off every week. And remember, all orders over fifty dollars get free shipping. So thanks to InStockTrades.com, and uh, uh, I believe the uh, Doctor Who sale has started officially. So Woo! yeah, get on InStockTrades.com and and order all that all of that Doctor Who comic goodness, um, that IDW has, they have tons of stuff, um, tons of stuff. Uh, so, uh, go and, uh, go and pick up, uh, a lot of it because, uh, a lot of it's, a lot of it's, you know, a lot of it's not great, but a lot of it's really good. I, I, especially, I, I don't think you can get, um, anything better than like the little, the, the omnibuses that are like, uh, sort of digest sized and they have, mm-hmm. Like you know, three hundred and fifty pages of material, and it's like they've got a cover price of twenty five bucks. Like mm-hmm. those are those are the best thing I think you can get for your money, the biggest bang. Because even if you don't like one, there's like six other stories in there. So mm-hmm. recommend it. Uh, Some so with go with to startrades. Yeah, Frobisher yeah.
1: Comic Penguin.
0: Yes, What's not to love. Six Doctor Companion. Heck yeah. Talking Penguin. Who we're um,
1: actually going to be talking about on this show, but we'll get there when we get there.
0: Yeah. Um, in dot All right. So, uh, the ripple effect, um, which is by, uh, Mallory Blackman, uh, this is the seventh doctor ebook. And we've been talking about all these ebooks. Um, they're little short story, uh, short stories that are being put out for the 50th anniversary, um, one per month. And, uh, we're in the process of catching up. Actually, now we are officially caught up because the eighth doctor one hasn't come out yet. Um, wow. yeah. Isn't that nice? That's nice. That's nice. Um, All right. So uh, here's what I'll say about this. Um, This was very nearly my favorite one. Um, I thought it was excellent until the universe started falling apart. Mm -hmm. Then I was like, okay, cop out. Cop out. Cop out. Like I was so excited for them to have this really dark ending where it was going to be this – because, okay, so the plot of this is basically – the doctor and Ace are in uh, this this vortex that um, they can't escape. It's they call it like uh, galactic, like cosmic quicksand. Is basically what they're saying it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and they escape out of it. And when they come out the other side, they're in an alternate universe where uh, Skaro still exists, and um, it's it's. Uh, Like uh, got an abundance of life and there's an academy there and all the Daleks are wonderful and and just like they they are very peaceful and they they share all of their like knowledge and um, medical expertise with other planets and other species and the the Time Lords and the Daleks are besties and it's just this it's just completely alternate universe. And the doctor's like, I don't trust it. I don't. I don't know what's going on. And Ace is like, Well, I mean, this is what we've always wanted, right? This is great. Like, why, why, why? I mean, why should we even mess with this, right? Like, just, just you know, it's cool. Let's just, uh, let's just enjoy it. I mean, the Daleks are really nice. The people working with the Daleks are really nice. The Time Lords are really nice. Everything's uh, hunky dory. And uh, uh, the Doctor does some research, realizes. Um, What happened that they're in an alternate universe and that this isn't the universe that belongs, and so they start having this argument about what belongs the the, argument, the universe that's worse, or this universe. And the doctor's like, Well, it's this isn't our universe, we need to be like, we need to have our universe, like, this is not. What is supposed to be and she's like well that's just because you're racist like you want to hate the daleks <laughs> and these daleks are cool and you're not okay with them being cool you want the evil daleks that you can fight because you just hate them that much mm-hmm. and the doctor's trying to explain that he kid that's not true that's not true then all of a sudden to cop out at the last minute the universe starts imploding he's like see i told you This is not the right universe. We need to go back and fix it and get the right one. So they go back and they fix it and they save the universe as a result. But it's the biggest cop-out ending because I was hoping for an ending where he was like, no, we have to leave this universe. We have to go back to our universe. And it would be this big ambiguous question about like – like, what is the right universe in that case? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I wanted them to leave on this big question, but by making that universe like correct itself and, and implode because of the changes made, it, it just ruins that ambiguous question. Um, and it just becomes a thing where the doctor's just like, Well, if nothing else, it gave me hope for the future of the Daleks. Cause maybe they can be like those alternate universe D- Daleks, right? Ace. And he's like, I guess everybody's dead. <laughs> um, and, and you know, and it's just like, it was a cop out ending. So it was almost my favorite one. If they had made it that ambiguous ending that I felt would have been really true to the seventh doctor and that era, that ambiguousness with the seventh doctor. But instead she, she copped out, she copped out right at the last minute. Yeah. Um, and and kind of ruined it for me um, yeah. but it was almost my favorite one yeah no I I'm, I
1: definitely agree I mean like what's interesting is that you know I expected this to be like a power of the Dalek situation because I was just reading this and I was like when are they going evil and then uh-huh. the nice thing at the end is that it's like they're not they are not evil that's not mm-hmm. going to happen and they tell you that in the beginning they're like these Daleks are not going evil and I'm like yeah right, Mallory Blackman, and then yeah, <laughs> and then it turns out to be, and then it turns out to be that that's not the case. And like, I agree, I completely agree about the cop out ending because it's like, at a certain point, it's like, no, the doctor's right, and it's like, don't, it, but he doesn't, he doesn't have to be like that. That mm-hmm. it was real, and it was really frustrating. And even if I'm, he
0: is right, even if he is right, the reader doesn't need to know he's right. They should have to trust him like Ace trusts him, but always have that question in the back of their head. mm Hmm. That's the thing. Yeah. And that's, I mean,
1: and that was, and that was the thing that really just let me down on this because Mm -hmm. at first I was reading this and the doctor's just like, I did this. And Ace is like, that's great. What, what does that matter? He's like, no, the universe is not going to, this won't hold, this won't last. And it's like, well, why? Like it doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense. And like, it doesn't, I mean there's no point at which it explains like the why it changed it's it, it kind of it kind of just started to fall apart towards the end because it's like the doctor was just kind of being a dick for no reason. Um mm-hmm. except and then it's like and then it's like no 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 see, see 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 I'm totally right. And and you're just like no but that's not that's not true like have something That's really not what horrible. made this
0: interesting. Yeah. No, yeah. like
1: ma- ma- like make the question go and it's I mean it's just one of those things where you know Mallory Blackman like for one thing they got a hell of a a pick when they got her because she became children's laureate of England for two years after they announced that she was the writer of the story. So after she turned it in and everything, um, which is, I think fat fantastic because, you know, if you don't know what children's laureate is, it's like, if I said the word poet laureate, it's like that, but for children's literature. So like, she's like a huge name in England. Um, She's huge. um, uh, Relatively speaking. And, it's just like it's just like you have a great children's writer, but like the problem is like you can still kind of tell that she writes children's fiction because it doesn't go for that really interesting moral quandary at the end. Um, and I think it's also because she didn't have time. like I felt like the ending for this was just really rushed, like really, mm. really, really rushed, and it suffered from um not having enough time in a way that most of these ebooks actually haven't suffered from um and it kind of it kind of bummed me out like it kind of bummed me out because mm-hmm. I was ready to for this to be my favorite one because it had like most everything else going uh for it uh, it, it was, was like it was like three quarters of a perfect Doctor Who story yeah it would have been really great but then at the end it just kind of dropped the ball yep. um and it was a bummer it was a bummer because it Such all of a sudden a it was over it was over and I was like oh well wow. I suppose um <laughs> But I thought, that, I thought that she had a really good handle on uh, the Doctor and a really good handle on, on, um, on Ace, and it was weird to mm-hmm. imagine the Daleks talking like that. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of, like, I mean, the thing about it is, like, you can tell that she's a big Doctor Who fan. Like, she comes from, like, the David Whitaker school of Doctor Who, where, like, this reminded me a lot of Evil of the Daleks and Power of the Daleks. Um, Power of the Daleks is in particular, um, uh, which I know you haven't seen yet. But... It reminded me a lot of that. So if you like this and like the Daleks in this, I think you're going to really enjoy uh, power because this is awesome. basically. Yeah, this this reminds me a lot of power. Um, and I mean, it was really, I mean, it was really, really, it was a really, really well done story. It just kind of, ugh, you got to stick your landing. You, <laughs> you got to stick your
0: landing, especially in something this short. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Because then you're at the point where you're, you're not sticking a quarter of your story. And that's a bummer.
1: Yeah. So. And it's the most important part because it leaves you just kind of, it left me just kind of like okay at the end but it's yep. like you know the doctor like I really just wish that it had just been the doctor's been like no this world is not right and it's like yes well
0: exactly just- and then and then left and then just been like oh she never exi- your friend never existed because the dogs destroyed that planet and he's just like then what what did we do and he's just like I, I, I I'm right I know I'm right right mm-hmm. and you just leave on that Mm-hmm. And, like, that's such a much more interesting and ambiguous place where, like, even the doctor isn't totally sure. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. That would be such a much, much more, like, just gutsy ending to, to mm-hmm. leave on. And maybe that was, maybe that's the thing. Maybe, maybe they just didn't want a gutsy ending. Maybe that was the, maybe even that was the original ending. And they were just like, mm, this is supposed to be for kids.
1: Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Or more kid accessible. Um Yeah. Cause that's like, cause that's such a really dark ending, but like in terms of that, like I was so good. (laughs) Yeah. I was so ready for the, for the seventh doctor to have a really great plan and he didn't have a really great plan. I was like, ah, guys, if you write the seventh doctor, he's got to have a good plan. I'm sorry. He does. Mm. Um, like, and I was expecting there to be something crazy in here. And I love that they were playing off the ambiguity of like, you know, this story takes place after Remembrance, obviously. So like the doctor has already committed Dalek genocide. (laughs) Like, just committed Dalek genocide. Um, so they, mm-hmm. they play in the in the aftermath of that. And it's just, I mean, it's just, it's so interesting. It was such a really great opportunity. Um, uh, and unfortunately, not my favorite. Uh, mm-hmm. Happens. Happens. But, mm-hmm. like, one of those things where, again, so glad we're reading these. So oh, yeah. Absolutely. So glad. Still, the fifth Doctor still has the crown, though. Uh, I'm, I'm still I still love the third doctor, but it was like third and fifth, probably fifth the more. The farther I get away from the fifth, the more I'm like really impressed by that one. Like, yeah. What a great story that was. It was yeah. a Great one. It was really, really great.
0: All right. Well, that's uh, that's the doctor's companion for this week. Uh, next week, uh, William Harton on the Sensorites, um, yes. And then on the other side of that
1: Daleks in Manhattan and the evolution of the Daleks. And then we're going to do Frontier in Space, which is a third doctor story. Uh, with the master which will be uh, i'm interested to see what you think of that i like it because i think it's just completely insane um Mm -hmm. every episode is just how is the doc that they they put the doctor in a prison cell and then he tries to get out of the prison cell that's the entire story (laughs) for six episodes yeah oh oh it's crazy um so frontier in space and that's when we're talking about the eighth doctor ebook the next one uh which is actually called spore i don't have the eighth Do- i don't have the writer in front of me uh but it's called spore so we'll see how that goes uh hopefully it mm-hmm. goes well um uh because they have to drop the ball at some point and then uh we'll talk about the ninth doctor at the end of next month and all sorts of good stuff like that well, yeah we have it all mapped out
0: it's all mapped out it's yeah. all good yeah yeah. We got yeah lots of stuff coming up it's nice so much good stuff yeah um and our next seventh doctor is the final seventh doctor story. Um, yeah, yeah. Funny how that works out. Yeah, huh. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Funny how that works out. Yeah, unintentional.
0: Um, yeah. Sometimes you have happy accidents happen.
1: Yeah, yeah. What's funny is I think that like I think that that's how it came down on the blog too when I was doing the blog. Like it just it just worked out that way. Um, mm-hmm. and I. It's it's hard to it's hard to explain. Yeah, that's how it, that's how it went down on the blog too. And it's hard to explain why. But it's the sort of thing that whenever I do these lists, certain things always show up in the same place. Like Destiny of the Daleks is always one of the last fourth Doctor stories you cover. I don't know why. Like when I do when I do a breakdown, it's always one of the last ones. It's just mm-hmm. weird. It's just weird. Interesting. So yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, um, that's that. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, the censorites. But in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm twitter.com slash Scott Corelli. Also Scott Commentary, where I do live tweet things from time to time. So feel free to follow me there. Um, and then also be sure to check out our other podcasts, uh, The Mind Robbers, uh, our flagship podcast. And um, where we're currently uh, we're doing um, – uh, Studying pilots, which is a thing we've, we, we used to do. We did like last year. Um, and now we're doing it again. Cause it's uh, it's fun and it's easy. It's where we take two pilots that are similar um, for one reason or another, either in concept, in uh, style or in creator. Mm-hmm. And uh, we compare and contrast them, uh, see what works, see what, what, what doesn't and uh, decide whether or not we would have continued watching the show based solely on the pilot. Um and uh it's uh it's a fun discussion. We're we're doing that right now on the show. Um and it's and yes. it's good. And that's also if you want to know what we're like, like outside of Doctor Who, that's where you're gonna go. Um because that's where we talk about everything that is not Doctor Who, is over there. Um and then uh, the Mind Robbers versus we're recovering Batman Beyond right now. Uh for those of you who don't know, Mind Robbers Versus, uh very short burst episodes. They come out three times a week. They're about four like mm, ten to twenty minutes each um twenty minutes tops uh and then uh so those come out three times a week, we cover two episodes of Batman beyond each episode of the mind robbers Versus. and then that's also the feed where you will get our movie reviews like uh kick ass two uh coming this 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 week and um um uh the world's end next week, so um yes, and then indeed. I don't think we're doing anything until gravity, yeah I think that's it. Yeah. Um, so uh so so all that stuff. Uh and then uh, Matt, where can people find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter, Twitter.com slash and also my alternate Twitter account, Twitter.com slash commentary where I do live tweet things. Uh, and like Scott said, um uh the 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 other podcasts that we do. Also my blog ClassicalGallifrey.blogspot.com, blogs dot where if you want to see my in depth discussion of time and the Ronnie, you can see that. Which I would recommend if only because you can watch me walk in with my arms crossed, just like, oh no. And then I come out the other side just being like, "Well, it wasn't so bad, mm-hmm. but it was still bad." <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice.
1: So, so if you want to see, if you want to see me like slowly change my opinion over the course of the episode, over the course of a story, that's a great way to do it. I mean, like that's that's. I love. That's part about I love a,
0: I love a slow uncross. Love it.
1: Oh, that's – there were a couple of those where I was just like – it wasn't like an uncross. It was like a cringe. It was like the slow uncringe, you know, where I was just like, oh, no. And then it would just be like, oh, well, it's not so bad. Not so bad. <laughs> so uh, if, you, if that sounds like a fun thing, you can go find that. It's on the blog. ClassicalGallifrey.blogspot.com. Uh, it's a lot And, of that's,
0: and that's the show. Uh, Censorites up next, uh, an episode that I've – Heard from multiple sources is really, really boring, and by multiple sources I mean everyone who's seen it except Matt. So, uh, I, oh, that'll it's, be
1: it's it's boring. I just think that people <laughs> will misunderstand it.
0: You just like it anyway. I like it anyways. I'll explain okay. why next week.
1: I have I have a very cool. specific reason for liking it. So, all right, cool. Well,
0: I'm looking. I'm, I'm I guess I'm looking forward to it. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye, guys.